0: Oh god, okay I'm gonna start us well, going in
1: we're doing all these listener questions So you get to read out loud a lot with your throat
0: What the f- is going on down there? Hello and welcome to episode 479 of WTF and TFW This is The Post TFCon DC episode, except suddenly it's the New York Comic-Con episode, because all the news for New York Comic-Con was on Thursday, and I don't know, man, I thought that we had like a good couple days before any of this would start, but uh, but believe you me, I just, I'm eating hat and crow all up in the, hi Seth. Hi,
1: I'm wearing a surgical mask so you don't get your germs in my throat yeah
0: i caught the apparently pretty common in my circle of connections uh tfcon dc sickness Uh, everyone has the same symptoms who has it it's all throat based it sucks i'm on the the mend but i also do not trust my throat to keep working and talking for an extremely long amount of time so I, i made us this whole topic list of listener questions for us to casually go through except there's also suddenly all this news so,
1: so so does that mean people who thought they were your friend but aren't sick weren't in your circle? Hang on. I'd, because you said the people in my circle got it. So if somebody thought they were friends with you but they didn't get it, that means they're not in your circle. It's, friends.
0: How, it's, it's how we're weeding them out, yeah. <laughs> I decided to employ biological weapons. <laughs> i was too tired (laughs) if i didn't
1: infect you with disease then you're not my friend
0: (laughs) i was too tired of trying to work out the social sciences and decided to instead engage in the biological sciences so whoever was not infected is clearly a mutant and uh has to be purged from my friends list uh Seth, let's quickly talk a little bit because I haven't looked at these very much today. I just sort of glanced at what was on Twitter, but there was some there were some yes. reveals. the The foremost of which is that they revealed all of the abominous Terrorcons, and the, one of the big reveals of this reveal is that they are the Terrorcons, and they all have their G one names, which means that they got Cutthroat and Sinner Twin back. Uh, Sinner Twin, I didn't know would even be doable. That felt like one of those Hellbat type names. But they got it, and uh, it. we also have a good look at all of these guys, and in color, we can see Hunger's actual head. Uh, if you look at the photos of the display they had at New York Comic Con, someone, I'm not sure if it's in our photos or if it's just on Twitter, but someone was able to pick up Hunger's beast mode, flip it upside down, and fold out the abominous head to kind of get a preview of the torso mode. Uh, that's That does not appear to be on our front page thing that I'm like, oh no, is it? It might. Oh, it is. It's DC 1686. Uh, so the Terrorcons, I think, are the highlight, gigantic, major reveal of this. It's kind of like every event, they're showing a team. Last event, con they showed the Dinobots. This time, we're getting uh, the Abominus bots, although we're not seeing Abominus himself, because I'm guessing these were all hand painted and they didn't want to wreck all that quite yet. But there's some cool stuff in here, colors aside. The main thing is that Blot now has a defined alt mode, according to John Warden. He's no longer a nose monster of nondescript shape. He is apparently an ogre. Ogre to the American listeners. Um, so the, the main thing I wanted to, to talk about here that made me excited is that Blot, if you look at his his arms in both modes, he's got this super clever trick. His robot mode, he's got Wolverine claws. But then when he turns into an ogre... His fists fold in along with the middle claw. So the middle claw becomes a thumb and the outer two claws become fingers for Blot's uh, ogre hands. And I think that's that's a really clever way to play with the shapes and the masses. Uh, I think that Blot is also the same skeleton as Ripper Snapper the Landshark. Um, I saw on Twitter people saying that uh, Cutthroat, the flying one, does appear to be a remold of Swoop, although I saw someone say he's not using any of the parts that people thought he would use from Swoop. And then uh, I, I got no idea what's up with Sinner Twin. All I know is that his two heads do appear to be separately jointed, which is friggin' cool. Uh, so, Seth, the, I don't know where we got us our terror cons. I think they look pretty cool. What do you think?
1: Yeah, they look neat. Um, I was just, after you said you thought plot and ripper snapper shared a skeleton I was just clicking back and forth in pictures and these their monster modes are really different
0: looking yeah I'm just thinking about where they both they're have are. Wolverine claws though yeah that so that it that doesn't mean really anything but it is the first thing that made me start looking at this and I think it, it's just mostly their robot mode bits end up in the same places I think when they're yeah. turning into monsters
1: yeah I mean there's similarities to be sure
0: yeah, but I you know what I have no idea and I haven't looked into any of this at all, uh as yeah. far as the conversations. Yeah. Um yeah, but I'm sure their
1: transformations are very similar. Uh I assume. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, they look at Hungar's weird purple head is weird. Like it's real. I mean purple. it's just weird that he's so white and then he just has this purple
0: ass head. <laughs> yeah, he's a raisin man in a jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, they look neat. Yeah. Cutthroat almost seems boring compared to some of the other ones, but...
0: I saw a good comment, because I think Cutthroat looks... Like, he has all the shapes of G1 Cutthroat, right down to his alt mode. The problem is, G1 Cutthroat's beast mode sucks. And they very accurately replicated it here. <laughs> so, good job, but also, you know, there was room for improvement. He is a stick with wings and two legs on the bottom. It's not very exciting. Uh, there was also a big reveal today. Uh, the third monster bot, because we've got we got Deluxe Twinferno, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the two-headed dragon. And then Repugnus is a Titan Master with a vehicle. And that just left grotesque. Uh, so instead of grotesque, we now have Grotusque. Uh, who came out as a New York Comic-Con exclusive, similar to the Hascon RC. And just like her, he comes in a special box and comes with a bonus Titan Master, this time of Scorponok. Uh, he went up on Hasbro Toy Shop and is now sold out on Hasbro Toy Shop. He's uh, He is Twin Twinferno uh, with a heavily remolded Beast Mode. Um, the arms and head of the Beast Mode are all completely new and different. The arms, I believe, even transform differently and maybe a little more simply. Uh, I think it looks great. I like the idea that the monster bots are back and one of them is now tiny. It seems like you could write a really fun story about that. Uh, I think that the Scorponok Titan Master is cute. I don't think it's really indicative of anything to be excited or mad about. I think they just had a faceplate done. But uh, Seth, how are you feeling about Grotusk? Fine. I mean, I'm not
1: really worried about getting my hands on it. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it might be tricky at this point.
0: I think he'll be. It sounds like RC is going to be around. I think Grotusk is going to be around, too. At the very least, if all that retooling is done, I will be astounded if Takara Tomy doesn't release him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Yes, that would be weird if they didn't <laughs> yeah. you mention it. Like, I, I think that for folks who are worried, you know, there, there's yeah. a good, I would say, 75% chance he comes out in, in Japan. Oh. Do you want to bet? Uh, I don't want to bet. I'm just making <laughs> up a percent. That's all. A good percent, with room, it. A good percent with room for failure. <laughs> I mean, he won't come with Scorponok when he comes out in Japan. I would almost guarantee you that. Come with something radically inappropriate. Yep. Just a, a giant... Giant penis. No, I didn't mean like that. Weirdly, anatomically correct. Something that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Made out of silicone for some reason. Somebody just got really locked in on this really weird, dumb idea. (laughs)
1: Like, we're Japan. We do weird stuff. (laughs)
0: We've decided we're tired of of hearing about it and decided to actually do it for once. (laughs) We dare you to import this. (laughs) (laughs) Start something. Um... There were there were a few other reveals though, Seth. Uh, they they've showed uh, Wind Charger, a brand new Wind Charger. Oh yeah, he's a legend size. It looks very G one. Has room for a, a Titan Master or Prime Master to get inside. That's all an equation for me being super interested in this Wind Charger. Uh, I, I like that he's got the funny looking head, fitting the Titan Master in and still looking like a tiny Mustang. Uh, makes me super happy.
1: Yeah, I always liked Wind Charger. He's a uh... The like all the mini bots, um, I had almost all of them at some point, uh, eventually just because they were like the most affordable transformers and thus the easiest to get when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so I got a big soft spot for all those guys. So, you know, it's pretty good for its scale and everything. Uh, I mean, definitely looks like one charger.
0: Yeah. He's got the, uh, he, he, and he's, he's got he's got one clever little thing going on which is like again it's just enough to make me dig it, dig this as a legends toy all that stuff said he also has a thing where when his legs unfold it looks like his feet like take the front windshield and roof with them and then those fold underneath to become like the, the heels uh-huh. and the bottom of the boots and i think that's a cool touch yeah um, also, Scrapnel's coming back. Uh, no reflector this time, but this is the I think 2013 release of uh, of Shrapnel Scrapnel. Um, looks like he's unchanged, and looks like he's mostly coming out so that if you started collecting these Insecticons and in Combiner Wars with Bombshell, uh, you can now finish the set. And you don't have to go all the way back to to get old timey. Comes with reflector uh, Scrapnel, uh, so they're gonna put him out again. Which what sucks for you, because. You don't get reflector. haha. Ha. Yeah, that, that reflector is actually a really clever little piece because when he turns into yeah. a gun, they made the gun look like Scrapnel's gun. Yeah. Um, no, I liked it. I like that little reflector. Yeah. I wonder where mine is. It's in a box somewhere. I think wherever mine is, I made sure it stayed attached to Scrapnel. I'm sure it's in the same box as Scrapnel. Yeah. I've um, moved
1: since that came out.
0: Yes, <laughs> they can move twice. Oh man! And just like a beetle, he stays with. Well, that's not what beetles do. That's what cockroaches do. But just like a bug, he stays with you, stalwart and loyal. Just like a dung beetle. Just stays like, with poop. Just like a dung beetle, he eats poop. Scraps poop around the desert. <laughs> um, they, dung beetle. They also showed a whole bunch more of these little pretender suit uh, prime master target master things. Um, Apparently, in the showroom, it was clarified to TFU Info that these are not the actual pretender characters. These are decoys modeled after them that the prime masters are hiding in. Uh, and if that is the Uh-oh. case, that that makes for some again some fun toy back of the toy package fiction. I like the idea that all these pretenders characters who have moved on from being pretenders might just like stumble across these these tiny versions of themselves and go <laughs> like, uh, "Excuse me, what the hell?" <laughs> it's a bunch of it's a whole like identity theft ring that they got going on. Yeah, except it's also the Transformers gods doing it, so it's like, you know, how do you feel about that? And one of your yeah. gods, like, swiped your old identity, and you're like, well, I mean, yeah. I don't mind, but... <laughs> They're ruining your credit score. <laughs> yeah, like, Vector Prime, the master of time and space, <laughs> is just, he's disguised himself as Metalhawk, and he's out just, like, running credit cards and stealing candy from gas stations. <laughs> like don't you have better things to do it's like it's like son i've been a god for like millions of years all right i'm bored i want to try this out um metal hawk might actually come with alpha trion vector prime i can't remember who's with who but uh i don't have a like like i said before it's cool that it's like a decoy suit a, a prime master and a target master thing all put together but i really find i have cooled on these as far as looking at them before they come out once they're actually out, I'm sure I'm going to pick a whole bunch of them up and, and really dig it. I just I really don't have much to say other than the sculpts look good. Um, yeah. They are the
1: thing that I'm most interested in for this. Like, as, like, one of the categories of this upcoming line. Yeah. Like, I'm not so excited about more combiners. I think I got my fill of that um, with Combiner Wars. But I'm, I'm probably going to get all the Dinobots just because they look so good as Dinobots. I just don't. I'm just not excited about combining them. It's like, hey, you know what? You can. But these identity theft pretenders are
0: really neat, fun little things.
1: I'm looking forward to them.
0: Yeah. Quite a bit. On well, the, the final reveal is we, we now get to see, again, more confirmation of all of those leaks from that spreadsheet way back, uh, or the PowerPoint presentation. But the repaint of Leader Rodimus is revealed to be uh they actually with where was it with all the um the press images and and the solicitations there's a little bit of backstory given to the idea so uh he's called rodimus unicronus it's supposed to be hot rod but corrupted by the matrix of chaos uh so he turns into a servant of evil driven by a sole purpose destroy the matrix of leadership so he changes (laughs) from nemesis hot rod to rodimus unicronus Driven by the desire to get a tribal tat on his chest. Yeah, uh, (laughs) one kind of cool thing about that tribal tat, according to people who were there, that wasn't a sticker. That was actually a tampograph, which I'm happy to hear, because I'm I'm super tired of Hasbro factory applied stickers, because they always fall off. He also has a new combined mode head with six shades and a biker stash, which I'm super into. It's basically shattered glass Rodimus, which is my favorite shattered glass thing. And uh, I'm, I'm all into this because I thought that the, the, you know, the big combining Rodimus toy, it looks fun. Uh, so getting it in colors that I prefer uh, with the goatee is uh, is all up in my wheelhouse. I think it's funny that they come up with all these like non shattered glass reasons for him to look like this. Uh, and Rodimus Unicronus sure is, uh, to put it nicely, it's a mouthful. It's like a mouthful of gummy candy where one would taste really nice but now you've got too many in your mouth and you can't talk but uh Seth how do you feel about this more like rot a mass
1: no just kidding um cause cause he's a he's an ass man yeah. no I I like that head sculpt but not enough to warrant getting it for me um mm. It's just too like I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It's like it's not a it I don't know. It almost seems like a fan fiction character that somebody made. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't feel like uh, an official character in a way, even though it is cuz it's got a toy, so it's official. That's um, why
0: they couldn't reveal it at Hazcon cuz it's third party. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Third, first third party fourth party
0: 31th party one one over uh, three party
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i really like that head sculpt but not enough to get it it's kind of a thing i mean it's fine it's just unnecessary yeah if, it, for me for i should say for me it's unnecessary
0: it's the it's a leader repaint as well so you know certainly it's not something everyone should be running out for But uh, I'm I'm pleased that they they went with an idea that I thought might be too niche for the main line. Like, I figured this would happen, but not on, like, straight up toy shelves or toy shelves, toy store shelves. Uh, So it gave gave me a chuckle. I like I I like that they straight ahead, like did new tooling for that head. That's that's the part that really surprised me. I didn't think that would happen. Like, I thought it would just be like a goatee sprayed on a Rodimus face, like, you know, usual business. Um no also they showed uh running with the same pattern as last year when they showed Trypticon's leg as a preview. Uh they brought along Predaking's wings, the uh, wing pack that will separate off of Divebomb uh to show how big he will be. They are a large pair of wings that look like Predaking's wings. That's all I got. Uh Seth have you gotten a look at these?
1: Um I th- saw one quick picture on twitter earlier. I didn't really investigate it though.
0: They were uh, they're in that display as well. Uh the the set of display pics, they're DSC 01667 through 1670. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Providing uh, numerical codes since October 5th, 2017. Me. Yeah. Um I had one moment of excitement. We could sit
1: here silently while I try to hunt for the pitcher to try to get more information, but, I, I had, but I had, or I had, we could one,
0: let it go for now. Yeah, I just wanted to say I had one moment of excitement because there's a piece of detailing on him that looked like a combiner peg, and I thought, hey, does that mean he's going to have a combiner port on his back? That would be neat, but it is, in fact, just sculpted detail. It does not appear to be a, an actual combiner peg. Uh, but they got joints. looks like they can flap and can expand out or, or uh, fold up, I guess. As wings tend to do. Uh, and I think that the, that about does it for the, the New York Comic Con reveals. So far. So far, yeah, it's Thursday. And maybe Hasbro's done, but also it's Thursday. Uh, anyway, Seth, w- shall we continue with the original plan and delve into some listener questions? I got us a little of smattering. Of course we should. All right, well, this first one comes from Malunis T., Uh, who says for the fans who care as much about the human characters as the robots do you think there's any way to include them in Transformers toy lines maybe packed with figures or maybe as a blind bag experience Uh, personally I think a Titans Master Scale, Sari, Spike and Epps would make a fun display on the desk and it doesn't necessarily have to be an official release I'm looking at you third parties and Shapeways creators so I think some Shapeways people have done stuff like that I don't remember any off the top of my head third-party companies right now often seem to be making um, G1 human characters to pack in with relevant uh, robots so like uh, the new DX9 Powerglide called Rick Tofen, uh comes with the girl who loved Powerglide uh, and then there is uh, Ace Collectibles version of Seaspray comes with his mermaid girlfriend in two modes at least the test shot that I looked at I'm not sure what they're doing about that now uh They've done humans here and there as parts of box sets, or you know, in Human Alliance. But I think blind bags would be a, a really fun way to to have them around. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of Human
1: Alliance. I was just if you <laughs> heard typing, I was trying to. <laughs> I just bring brought up a picture of a Human Alliance box as you were saying it. I
0: was like, I the got v- the damn movie it, movie toys with the people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I searched Transformer movie toy human driver.
0: <laughs> I I don't know. Like I think I think blind bag would be a hard sell, but I think it would be the most fun way to do it if you like pulled them from everywhere. You know. Well, how big would they be? Well, that's the thing. Is my version of it is the blind bag figures? They they wouldn't even really be scaled to like any particular toys. They'd all just be like two inches tall tops. What if they were Titan Master size? I think t- well Titan so Master they could size could at least interact with Titan Master vehicles. That's what, about an inch and a half or so? Or so. Yeah, Titan Master size with the one hip joint so they can sit. I'd be down for that. They'd probably give them some simple, other simple
1: articulations.
0: Yeah, it'd be cool to have like uh, ball shoulders so they could wave their arms around. Yeah, because like those uh, modern
1: Diclone guys are pretty tiny. And they, oh. they have some articulation to
0: them. If they were based on those, I think that would be really cool. Because, yeah, like having a little squad of like, you know, the human military, whatever they are. I forgot who they work for now, but having them around. <laughs> uh, the the animated crew, like, I mean, Impossible Toys did do some human animated toys. You might have, might have been given those if you've been to a TFCon of late. Uh, captured prey was carrying a bin of them around for a good year and a half trying to get rid of those they're very sad to look at so you know don't, don't seek them out uh, but yeah I, I'd love to see humans done in the line somehow Titan Masters seem to be a gateway like maybe when all of this power of the primes is done and we're done with the trilogy uh, that could be a way to keep that style around power of the people will be the next line power of the people They all have one ballot (laughs) The storyline is They're all trying to make a decision And they all must vote Um, Seth are there any human characters You've always really wanted to see Uh, Besides Circuit Breaker I mean
1: yeah She's a given I mention every time you get anywhere within 100 miles Of this
0: question (laughs) (laughs) I mean she's a given yeah, yeah. Um, kicker, <laughs> he's like the one who's had a really good action figure because he came out at the right yeah. time. That I little that little scam. Mine recently,
1: while Ooh. I was clearing up some stuff, I was hey, it's my kicker. I'm gonna put it on my masterpiece shelf.
0: Yeah, masterpiece kicker.
1: Um, yeah, but like if you did like. If, if you did, if they did, like, <laughs> was suggested a blind bag line of, of fairly small figures, um, then I would just pull from all eras of Transformers. Yeah. From G1 on up. Even those little, like, uh, proto human cave mini guys from Beast Wars.
0: yeah oh i think they had names and i forgot what their names were now but yeah those would be cool now that i think about it though like i don't know if that would actually have a draw at all to non-fans like it feels like a thing that it like blind bag would be fun but it also feels like this would just be like a box set they would make for a for a convention or something yeah
1: yeah i don't know yeah you're probably right about it not really
0: working because like like when you talk about human characters and transformers they come in like sets of two to five who are very relevant to a show and so like if you have all of them pulled together you'll have a lot of kids going like what's a dr archiville what's a rad what's a what's a cave why are there little caveman kids in here who's this wheelchair guy <laughs> why does he come with a floppy disk <laughs> also, how do I know what a floppy disk
1: is? Why does he come with a save icon from my computer? <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, uh, I, I hopefully like. I don't know if third parties have enough interest to do it, uh, as far as people actually buying them. But I feel like at least little like figurines seems like like that's right up Shapeways' alley. Uh, if they if if they can work with the materials at hand, like if they could be done in high def acrylate. I mean, they'd be expensive, but they'd be fun little statuettes to paint up. Granted, with Shapeways, it also means you'd be painting them up, so you gotta gotta be into that. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope that answered your question, Melonis, because we got we got a slightly longer one here. I have to click to expand this one from Squawkbox seventy four. Uh, this says a load to General Evangelist, Colonel Aaron, Major Seth Buzzard, and or Private TJ. Um, Poor TJ. It's weird that he's the Andor. Looks like this guy's been listening. Uh, he got you out of that position. So he said uh, he's been listening for some time and always thought of sending a listener question, but could never think of what to send. But now he's got something. Uh, what do you guys think of the constant barrage of negativity in toy fandoms? Uh, I'll throw in the joke now. You can probably put a, cr- a line through the word toy and just say fandoms. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I see this stuff most often in the Transformers fandom, as well as other action figure stuff, and even movies. I showed somebody a well-received action figure, and they started going into everything wrong with it and how it was awful and inaccurate right off the bat. Sometimes I feel like I'm the one person who can look at something and for what it is and enjoy it, instead of looking at something and immediately seeing every little flaw in it. Any attempt I make to combat the constant negativity gets me beaten down. Like, why does everything need to be a Hens video? Good question. It always makes me tilt my head when people get anus-clenchingly angry beyond any reasonable level over... Minuscule things I see other people laugh at and or enjoy TJ wow he's and TJ in all of this uh, <laughs> it really makes me think that ignorance is bliss and that I'm glad I'm not an expert in toys or movies or whatever it means to be able to enjoy these things any advice in ebbing the tide of constant negativity something uh, everybody should learn or at the very least something to keep people's chins up so they don't, don't start looking at everything like it's garbage hopefully you guys get around to this question for all that Hascon news before I end up throwing away all my possessions for not being good enough sincerely that one weirdo who went back and listened to all the podcast episodes because I had nothing better to do click uh, this, this question resonated with me because I know that I have felt this way in past, not like even the recent past, but like in a very recent, like previous iteration of myself. I know I went through this struggle uh, looking at the Internet and wondering why everyone seems to almost want to engage in performative uh, kneecapping of everything they also say they like. Um, it is definitely not restricted to toy fandoms is the way I'll open up. Uh, Seth, it sounds like you agreed with me. Like this is just a this is a, a habit. Of the fandom. Yeah. It's the fan base for anything and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Star Wars fans complain about everything. Star Trek fans complain about everything. You name it. Yeah. They're complaining about it. Comic book fans hate comic books. Wrestling fans hate wrestling. <laughs>
0: um, I feel like wrestling I, I fans think... come from a good place, though, sometimes when they do that. <laughs> um, I, th- I think
1: and you know this is a blanket across the board for everybody yeah but i think for a percentage it's like it is a thing that you really like and you probably got into it when you were a kid and you didn't know any better about anything then as you get older and you've experienced it for longer maybe whatever the current iteration is doesn't match up with your Rose colored memories of, of your experiences with the thing when you were a kid. So it's just not good enough now, or you're like trapped in being a fan of this thing when you've outgrown it and, and you're not really that interested in it anymore, but you're like compelled to stay in it sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that might be a lot of it
0: yeah like Um. i I think if you're someone who feels like you're you're the one being negative all the time like that that's a time to say hey maybe do i need to take a you don't even have to leave something behind just like should i take a year off and come back to it like if if i'm genuinely just not enjoying myself when i think about this thing that i like is it time to to step back and like go do something else for a little while see if the thing i like gets better multiple times over the
1: last several years i've come in and out of transformers in a lot of ways where like whatever the current hasbro thing is doesn't interest me so maybe i look harder at third-party stuff and then things switch and change and i go back to being hype for what Hasbro's up to um like this upcoming line i'm kind of 50 50 on there's Mm -hmm. some, some aspects of it that i'm like oh wow that's really cool I'm looking forward to that and other aspects where I'm like, well, oh, it's just not getting me excited. So I'll pass on those and I'll save some money for later when I am more excited. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably healthier to be in a position where you could go, well, it's not for me.
0: Oh, definitely I'll just enjoy the parts that I like. Like I don't, I don't mean to be giving answers to, I guess the other side of what's being asked here, but like, yeah, Generally I found I found like life in general got a lot more fun if I just tried to if I try to find something fun in something that I'm not into and if I'm not into it 100% I just you know step away from it and 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 the important thing is that I found I don't tell everyone who's enjoying it that I specifically have stepped away from it you know as an uninvited statement in response to all their fun uh no. That, and that, I think, is something that, going back to where Squawk Box is coming from, I think that is the root of what can give you that feeling, is there is this habit online when you see someone saying, man, I'm really enjoying this, like, it happens to me sometimes on Twitter, and it's not meant as a dig on the people who do it, I'm sure they don't mean poorly, but I sometimes find it weird when I just put on Twitter, man, I really enjoyed this, and someone says, yeah, well, it ca- I think it sucked, so I'm just like, I mean, I get it, but, like, I, I didn't feel like I was soliciting that, <laughs> really. I was just sharing that I thought something was neat uh, Because there, there's this Right now on the internet I find there's this like Where, where maybe 10 years ago 9-10 years ago There was this habit to like try to be like the edgy Like man I hate everything I'm going to be funny with how much I hate it That's kind of changed a little bit And now it's almost more like Wherever you go it feels like Whether you know it or not Someone thinks you're standing on an open platform for debate About things that you enjoy uh, yeah.
1: Well, there's still people who try to be edgy, but yeah. they get called out for it more. You mean like cinema like, sins? <laughs> <laughs> well, in this case, but yeah. like, like there's a podcast I listen to, and whenever someone tries to be edgy, then it's just like, oh, look at this edge lord, and then they even make fun of each other for being
0: the edge lords of the previous generation. <laughs> Yeah, because um. I mean, like, like like this question even mentions, there is certainly the performative I hate it is still around. Like, let me lay this out. I also don't like CinemaSins very much. I like a series called Everything Wrong With Everything Wrong With X. It's by a guy who uh, dissects the CinemaSins uh, nitpicking of a film. and I think it's 100 times more interesting. <laughs> um uh, I well
1: just recently, like I've been aware of this guy forever because he's been around forever. Yeah. But I never really watched his stuff until just recently, and I've really been into
0: Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh, yeah. Well the thing about him is that he's not like for a name like that, the thing that I always liked about him was there's this very genuine earnest fun about what he's trying to do, even when he has done it so long. Like yeah. there is, there isn't an attempt to shoot you in the like. He's not trying to shoot you in the leg for liking something he doesn't like, which is right. Well, the, the, the gimmick is
1: he's digging up these crummy old games and then yeah, cursing a lot while he's showing you why they need to be cursed at.
0: And then the like the less pleasant, more numerous mutation of that was like, oh, what if I do that? But like, I'm actually really angry and I want to go at the people who like this thing I don't like. Yeah, uh, which and is it's funny, clearly a character. Because on his channel, he has multiple other characters.
1: So he's not presenting himself as James Rolfe. Yeah. I forget how to pronounce his last name. And trashing old NES games. He's a character. The nerd is a character. And then when he does board game reviews, he's a different character. He's Bored James. And he talks about them differently than the nerd talks about video games.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, people enjoy that stuff. And I think that sometimes performative negativity just comes from being a fan of uh, various things on the web. And, again, I don't think people mean that badly. Like, sometimes I have conversations where I feel like I'm talking to someone who wants to reply in quips. Like, just, you know, on Twitter or something. Like, you know, I'll be having this sort of back and forth. And I'll go, like, you know, they'll say something kind of base about how this part isn't that good. And I'll say, well, I feel like this, this, and this. And then... And then it gets twisted around like you mean it's like the something of something like, you know, like they're dropping a quip in a video or something like that. And I'm like, well, no. And (laughs) I get get way less interested in the conversation if I feel like I'm talking to like performative stuff like that. I don't know. Um, So the way that I deal with it as someone who generally prefers being positive and just talking with other people around him, uh, you just go find like minded people if you can. You know, like like. If you feel like you're surrounded just by a barrage of negativity, then go away from the negativity and go look for the people who are at least having a conversation in a tone you feel more comfortable reading or hearing. Uh, in my As case, someone I, who
1: at least is like, eh, I'm just not interested in it, rather than, eh, my childhood.
0: Yeah, it's been
1: ruined.
0: If you find a lot of the folks you talk to, you try to show them something you like, and their response is to just rip it to pieces in front of you. Like, I don't know the relationship you have with that person. That doesn't sound like something you do to someone you're friends with, if it happens 100% of the time. Like, it sounds like something you do to a friend once or twice if you want to bust their balls, as they say. But, like, if every, every interaction you have with a person is them stepping on something you like over and over again like maybe you just got to cut them out for a little while you know (laughs) so the the way that i i deal with it is i know what i like uh i like i like trying to find positive things and stuff i don't like just to see if there's something in there that was that was fun because it's more fun for me to do that and i just don't really prolong those sort of Unpleasant discussions or, or like if the, or even just prolong a discussion of an unpleasant tone some years ago. I've, I found I unlocked the ability to not get the last word in and uh, that's made the Internet a whole lot nicer for me. Unfortunately, it also I think sometimes makes people feel like I'm just blanking them and it's like I'm not but I don't know how to how to better put it. Like if I just don't have something to say that I think is constructive or helpful and if I feel like it's just going to be me like stalwartly defending something and i'm not enjoying doing that i just stop replying um well and it could even
1: go outside of nerd stuff like i used to work yeah. with a guy um where if you mentioned the name of any football team besides the 49ers or a baseball team besides the giants or soccer team besides whatever soccer team you liked i didn't even pay attention but he was really into soccer too um he would as soon as you said the name of the other team, he would say F and then the name of the team. But, yeah. like, actually use the F word, which we're not allowed to use here because we're being censored. That's right. Um, and then you would just have to ignore it and then keep saying what you were saying. Yeah. But, like, sometimes we be like, all right, calm down. Anyway, um, like, I was telling him a story about, like, this dude that came up and started giving me grief because I was wearing a Steelers T-shirt one day. And as soon as I say Steelers, he goes F the Steelers. I'm like, all right, settle down. Yeah. <laughs> Let me finish my story about this other idiot that came up to me and started telling me how the Jets were gonna <laughs> beat, beat the Steelers this year. And I was like, I don't care, dude. I just thought the shirt was cool.
0: Yeah, like, like, like there are times when you're gonna get invested in a conversation, or you do want to defend something, and you feel enriched by it, or you feel good about what you're doing. Then do it, you know. But if you just if it really doesn't feel good, then and it happens all the time. Walk away from the source of that that bad feeling is, is my advice. And if you find yourself uh, being referred to as a source, even if you don't believe it, if a lot of people around you start saying, man, why do you hate everything? They're probably right. Like I've seen the pattern happen where someone goes, you know, a lot of people tell one person, you know, you seem to hate everything. And that one person adamantly denies it and starts giving examples of when they didn't hate things and goes back to loudly hating things all the time. It's like listen to the people around you, uh, if they, especially if they mean well, and and especially if it comes to a hobby like this, there's there's no need uh, with the sheer amount of, of stuff coming out. With this being one of the best times to be a fan of Transformers, there there's like no need to delve in on why you hate something so much when there's so much else out there to you know so many other options. And if you hate all of it, then like take a break, you know. Like, I'm kind of tired of how every single time a toy comes out that is either related to the comics or is of Windblade, there's this, like, pile-on of people who hit the thread to go, like, this stuff is trash, garbage, nonsense, They, the stupid comic books, I hate this Windblade. It's like, I get it when Windblade was new, like, four years ago. (laughs) But it's literally been about four years. Like, maybe it's time to just, like, stop looking at the Windblade news. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, just that, you know, that's that's a relevant example from in our own fandom. Uh, but yeah, this is not just a toy fandom thing, by far. Uh, I've, I've been in enough enthusiast communities, or at least spectated them, uh, to tell you that this happens a lot. And the best people I've ever met are often the people who are not standing in the epicenter of those kind of storms. Uh, admittedly, because I also don't want to go that close to the epicenter. Um, that said though wrestling nerds a lot a lot of a lot of wrestling nerds who don't like wrestling like i said they're coming from a good place i think you're just a hater that's right listen you would probably boo roman reigns i would uh and i think the (laughs) idea of taking bray Wyatt and giving him a knockoff of finn balor's demon gimmick when he's also obviously going to lose that fight is is uh dumb (laughs) <laughs> no he's gonna come out dressed as a girl He's, well, no, he's gonna, it's come out, gonna be spooky he's gonna come out dressed as an undead nun with some lady laughing over the PA while he tries really hard to do what Finn Balor does naturally and also he's going to lose which is going to make him continue on this long fall down a hill <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it would have been way cooler if Sister Abigail was an actual person
0: It would have been a hundred times more interesting And it would have given an opening For like another really talented performer To like To to step into a role Yeah they could have been like a
1: working manager Yeah Like maybe they wrestle once in a while But they're clearly someone who's Trained so they could take a bump And do do a move or so But Like have them Have the presumed her be Like Telling Bray what to do, like, has some sort of control over Bray. And then start having Bray win, so he seems like a
0: threat. Yeah, like, if it was an actual, like, like, spooky evil nun lady who could, like work the mic on the same level as bray wyatt so you get this like double spooky thing where finally it's not
1: better than bray it would be ideal well i mean i
0: mean like he talks a lot and doesn't really say anything interesting a lot of the time that's the thing is he he gets someone so it's not just him talking that whole time but you know with the same punch it'd just be so cool instead it's just gonna be bray wyatt trying to be two people at the same time probably talking even more and then maybe even doing a stupid silly voice and, like, it's very upsetting to me because I still think that there's so much potential in that guy. Anyway. You see, oh, Finn. I'm going to beat you up kid. I'm a girl. In my opinion, what we're doing is coming from a good place because you know, I, it's different than if I just said, like, well, Bray Wyatt sucks and they should get rid of him every time Bray Wyatt does anything. No, I see the potential. I want them to do something well. with that cool, spooky guy, even though that's probably well past the, the point where we could ever salvage yeah. that poor character. The Sister Abigail thing is just rumors right now anyway, so... I know, but they also had his face friggin' cross-dissolve morph into him with a big dumb veil and a bunch of, like, soot thrown in his face. And then he sat there going, heh hey, hey, for like ten minutes, and, like, poor Finn Balor having to stand there looking at that monitor the whole time and not crack a, a smile or anything.
1: Well, he probably wasn't laughing because he was thinking about how... He used to be the champ for a day. Yeah. <laughs> and he used to be in the whole title picture. And now he's just in this never ending program with Bray Wyatt. And this
0: is also half a step to the side from starting to ruin Finn Balor's whole image that he brought in the whole demon thing. Like, it's a. Anyway, this isn't a wrestling podcast. This is a listener question podcast. <laughs> but Squawkbox74, keep your chin up. Your possessions are good enough. And and, oh, I forgot to throw this in. If you if you meet if you meet people in your fandom who judge you because of what you bought, they probably aren't worth your time. Again, unless they're you know doing it as friends would do to harass friends in a friendly way. If it's someone who just goes like, hey, your stuff ain't good enough, or you ain't a real fan, because you, you don't buy 3P MPG1, that's a skit I've been writing uh, last night. Or, you know, you don't, you don't have expensive enough shelves for your collection, you know, or I think that combiner in the back of your shelf is a knockoff. Uh, like, people judging other people's possessions to that degree is worthless, in my opinion. So don't throw away your possessions because they're not good enough like that's 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 people trying to hammer dumb ideas into your head, and you're better than that you're so you're so much better you went back and listened to all the podcast episodes you're in fact one of the best fans, and your possessions are good enough. I do have biases uh Seth, shall we go on to the next one? yeah. This comes from Chris Supranal, who says good evening to the crew. Uh, with all this Hascon talk lately and uh, with him listening to old BotCon-centric episodes of the podcast lately, uh, he can't help but feel nostalgic for the BotCon hype and drama. Uh, what would you guys want out of a Titans Return-focused BotCon, like the theme or the box set? Uh, and what would the awful drama be that sits over the whole weekend like a nasty fart? Uh, mind you, the old episode I was listening to were the 2012 ones when they tried to ban the Artist Alley. Uh, thank you for the countless hours of entertainment over the years. Good night and click. I forgot what year that Artist Alley nonsense happened. Uh, that was really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that was my fear with Hascon this year. Uh but yeah, well, this would also be a good question for the other
1: team because then he could just ask Aaron, "What would the drama be?" And then he could start yelling about Pete
0: again. We just get Aaron. To, hey, Aaron, brainstorm some fun pub drama for us, and then we, me and TJ, just leave <laughs> <laughs> for like twenty minutes. We come back, and he's just he's actually punching the table at this point. Get a little flex of froth coming from. Uh, I'm, I'm overstating things a little bit. I'm doing that that ball breaking or whatever. That the kids do. Uh, the problem I have with answering it's this is bullying. You're bullying him. I'm bullying. Bully. You're I'm a bully. You're bullying. I'm a bully I'm one giant testicle with fists. What? Uh, I'm. I'm having trouble not thinking of the concepts that Pete Sinclair showed at his robot convention that they had pitched for the for the Titans Return botcon. So it's really muddying my thoughts on this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we kind of know what <laughs> what it would have been then. Um, now that you mentioned it, I kind of forgot about
0: that until you brought it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, those weren't all 100% or even approved as far as I know, but, like, it yeah. seems like, you know, going... But it's where they were
1: headed. It was the idea that they had.
0: Yeah, th- there were a lot of Action Master characters in there, which I think would be great for Titan Masters. Uh Action Master characters are, are great because you can kind of fit them in anywhere. Uh since they never transformed originally. And I think that would have been a great theme for an easy bot con full of headmasters. Is is you know if Hasbro wasn't doing this RC, you do an RC. Uh do some action masters. Uh maybe some of the Autobot target masters, like crosshairs at a cup. And uh that that just seems like like really the one that would like that that would hit a lot of themes for me. Those would all be 86, 87, 88 type characters, which fits into Titan's Return really well. Uh I would be down for something that was that supportive of Titan's Return, given all the, the deep cuts Titan's Return already did itself. Uh But that I don't know who would be the box set really, all that said. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just know I mean, a list of a list of ideas.
1: Yeah, I mean they would likely go for obscure characters that rarely if ever have gotten updated toys and and then failing
0: that it's another shattered glass here. Shattered glass headmasters. The heads are the large parts and the bodies are the small
1: parts. No, the they're butt masters. You plug them
0: on their butts. Sometimes they call me a butt master because my butt's so tone. What? Uh-huh. I might might be covering because I was butt writing disaster. something down. <laughs> I'm a butt disaster? What? I'm a, no,
1: I'm a butt disaster. That's what they say about me. Oh. Is that your super filling name? Butt disaster?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm butt disaster, and this is my diarrhea gun.
1: I'm not a ripoff of dung from Savage Dragon. Don't say that.
0: <laughs> uh well Seth the other question I guess is like what what would the awful drama be this 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 time? Uh oh I'm sure it would have something to do with
1: prices to begin with uh the ever increasing prices um they're they're they downgraded their online registration to make it even more friggin difficult and nonsensical. Yeah, you have to code
0: it all in ASCII. Yeah. Um, let's see, what's something else? Oh, you know what? I I got an easy one. Already in actual Titans Return, there was a lot of real wonky tolerances on the Headmaster connections. So you throw in the part where there's always that one Bokhan toy where things go wrong. And, uh, and you get, like, the one whose head just doesn't connect. Doesn't sit right. They installed the thing backwards. I don't know. Yeah, some people are going to be upset that it's not in their backyard. (laughs) How could you hold it in... How could you hold this botcon in in Raleigh or wherever? How could you hold it in Seattle? I don't live in Seattle. Like, this would have been the one botcon in Seattle. Yeah. Graham would have been stoked. Graham would have just been like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Finally! Oh, also, botcon's canceled. No!
1: <laughs> well, no, what happens It just none of us should go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just Graham.
0: <laughs> I got all the box sets. <laughs> finally it's in the rainy city uh anyway that's all i got i was uh, i'm happy to remember what year the artist alley thing happened because that was bugging me a little bit in the back of my head uh seth we got one we got we got two more listener questions on my list all right well we better get going one of them is from djoker 13x Uh, Who says, Greetings, podcastian residents, Devin, a.k.a. DJoker13X, making an account just to post some questions. Uh, That can be asked to both teams if you're so inclined, but I'm going to forget about that part. So, TJ and Aaron, one of you better remember because I won't. Uh, Firstly, in regards to Hasbro (laughs) saying what. (laughs) what? Well, if one of them does like I do, they'll go to the podcast thread and
1: read the wrong topic list and think that they are doing this question. (laughs)
0: I would I would love it if one of them did, but the other didn't. And then yeah. the, this became an argument. Uh this first, first question is kinda quick. This came in uh a couple weeks ago in mid-September. So I guess more than a couple weeks ago. Uh and this first question was like, since they said they wanna they wanna finish a team if they started. it, this got him thinking about the monster bots with only Gro Tusk left. He even spelt Gro Tusk with a U. Whoa. Oh my god, is you an He'd insider? Probably copy and pasted it. You an insider? Uh so he's thinking one potentially clever remold could be uh, Titans Return Sharkticon due to the beastly shape. He's wondering if he's alone in this. Well, I got good news for you. They actually straight ahead did a deluxe Grotusk, and he's out, except he's sold out. So uh, they did he's have, all the way out. Yeah, he's he, like he, a he's like an NES classic. He came and went like a NES classic. He was he, what's the pre-order? That's that you got. You know, there, there was a notification on Twitter. You got to run. You got to follow Wario 64. Go to the right places. Uh, so yeah, he came and went. I think a Sharkticon, if they weren't going to do him as a deluxe, there might have been something in a Sharkticon. It certainly wouldn't have looked right, but it could have made for a cool monster mode uh but yeah the as far as other teams to finish, I'm not sure like the they finished the Decepticon target masters. they just didn't start the Autobot target Masters, so they don't really have to finish ah, that can't finish if you don't start that's right that's the side of my head meme. <laughs> That's right, that, that's the story of my life. I'm the true genius. Uh, so I guess we'll just move on to the second question, which is if by way of newfangled magic you could have one of you could have every toy of one Transformers character in all iterations, who would you pick? Hope you all have a great one and keep up the good work. Vaguely click like sound.
1: So, Seth. Does does that include third-party
0: versions, or are we just talking about official versions? It includes third-party versions. I have decided that that's how the magic works. Okay, wizardry.
1: Ooh. But, okay, well, what if it's a character that they use a different name for, but everyone knows that it was this character, but... Still counts. For- for a year they called it something else
0: this is very smart magic that does not pull genie tricks on you it actually knows what you mean and agrees to do what you mean oh wow It's one of them cool genies hey listen if i invent magic it's going to be user-friendly like this
1: well my first instincts would be to either say shockwave or huffer but there's not that many shockwaves
0: and huffers oddly Um, oddly enough well there there are a bunch of huffers just they're all really old yeah and a lot of them are
1: like not even really huffer really i mean really (laughs) it's just like an orange optimus prime or something (laughs) um speaking of so if we were really going to take advantage of this then maybe you say optimus prime then you, you get, get some the most. really, you get, well, yeah, you get a lot. And some <laughs> of those are going to be worth a lot of money. They're going to be valuable. So that could be a valuable way to go. Like if if you're uh way for the genie to go away and then start listing stuff on eBay.
0: Well, yeah, the genie can't take it away from you once you do it. But the genie might walk into the room while you're doing that and just go like, hey, you know, that's that's kind of not cool. It wasn't
1: in the spirit of the agreement.
0: I yeah. could have done genie tricks to you. Like, I could be doing something to you right now to really screw this over. I'm not good because I'm a professional, but I just want you to know I don't approve of this. And he just, you know, turns and leaves the room again. Because, yeah, uh, Optimus
1: would give you the most. He's <laughs> like, I was going to give you more wishes if you wished for more wishes. Like, that's how cool of a genie I am, and you took advantage. Not yeah. cool, dude. Not. <laughs> why didn't you just wish for money? <laughs> Why why are you
0: doing this this roundabout nonsense (laughs) and also behind my back I mean I'm a genie do you think I wouldn't know like I live in the lamp that's right on your computer desk do you think I'm asleep when I'm in there
1: and being a cool genie like if you had wished for millions of dollars I would have made sure that it was all smoothed over with the IRS so they didn't come at you like i'm a cool genie if i was a jerk genie i would have given you the money and told the irs like hey man you might want to investigate where that dude got all that money i think it might be drugs
0: yeah and it would have also then <laughs> been monopoly money when you went to actually pay them like i would have given you your currency no, no questions asked nonsequential bills but instead you pulled some kind of roundabout i want every optimus prime tricked and you're gonna sell them all on ebay you know ebay takes fees right like ebay takes your fees paypal takes fees you're losing here buddy And he's just shaking his head. You know, and that that look, shaking his head just a little bit. As he's just, like,
1: turning back into gas and sucking into his lamp.
0: And right before he he finishes going back in the lamp, he's just like, inspect yourself.
1: Well, the last thing to go down is just, like, one hand flipping you off.
0: (laughs) The very end. (laughs) It's inspect yourself. Then the hand's just like, by the way, uh. Anyway, Optimus Prime would probably give you the biggest bang
1: for your buck. Yeah. Like, there's, like, some individually more valuable figures that, that you could wish for and, and get. Like a like a pearly white brand new mitten box Jetfire or something is probably worth more than the average Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. But you'd be getting so many Optimus Primes.
0: You could go buy some Jetfires.
1: Yeah, I think in the long run you would end up with more value. Yeah, Than just going for the, like one or two super valuable ones, you get like a bunch of pretty valuable ones.
0: That said, like if I was thinking less capitalistically, uh just off the top of my head cuz he's on my desk right now, I would almost wonder what would happen if I said Metal Hawk cuz there's all those all those uh Wonderfest resin kits and like one-offs and scratch builds that were available in Wonderfest for Metal Hawk. I'd get all this really cool niche stuff. That might be neat. Hey, there's another listener question. (laughs) What? Oh, hey, it's over here from Rekgar. This question says, hey, Canadian and crew. Uh, have you ever been so on the fence about a Transformer that every time you see it, you want to buy it, but don't because you know it will be a disappointment? Recently, I keep seeing and walking around with RID Combiner Metasaur more than I should. I even went as far as buying it and returning it the next day because I just couldn't bring myself to open it knowing the disappointment that awaited me. He looks good enough, but at the same time, looks like a potential regret. (laughs) From one old timer from the early days to you guys, keep up the good work. Sorry, I refuse to say click. Aw, damn it um i actually got one of these really recently um back when our sales were at their end the canadian toys r us coupon sales i picked up and almost bought Kiss like four times but every time i looked at him a third time i'd just be like "Nah, i just really don't like what's going on i like everything that, that you're based on but i don't like you let's keep putting him back <laughs> uh yeah,
1: there's there's been a lot of leader figures i've done that with lately like
0: Oh yeah! Like
1: through a lot of Titan Returns, like I got the first couple like leaders and and Voyagers that came out, and then I was like, yeah, I just like the Deluxe is better. Like I don't like how it's working out with these bigger guys, and then I would pick up Soundwave, I would put down Soundwave, I'd pick up, um, uh, Blitzwing, and I would put down Blitzwing. So like that's a that's a current example, and that wasn't necessarily a specific exclusive to a specific figure, but like
0: uh, a size class. That actually happened to me in Combiner Wars with uh, the Leader Starscream and Leader Skywarp. Because I got Leader Thundercracker when he was the only one they were doing. Uh, Because, you know, I like that Jetfire. I was like, whatever. And then Leader Starscream and Skywarp both come out. They both even go on sale sometimes. I keep looking at them. I keep almost buying them. And I just keep going like, all this is going to do is give me three Seekers sitting in a box that are this big. And I, I don't think I like I like this I liked this as Thundercracker because I like him in the comics. This Starscream is too big to be comic Starscream. This Skywarp, he doesn't even look like this in the comics. And that was the only way I justified Thundercrackers. In the comics, he still was like, you know, one of those normal uh Earth jets. So yeah, I almost bought those things a whole bunch of times and I just knew I'd end up regretting spending leader prices on, on two repaints. Well,
1: there was that starscream a while back that super gigantic one the cybertron one yeah yeah that i picked up as soon as i saw it and carried around a target for like 10 minutes and then thought what am i doing this thing's it's too big i don't want this giant thing but it was like oh it's a star scream i have to get a i have to get star
0: screams when they come out yeah that was like the cusp. That was right before 07 when that that style of Starscream collecting just broke. The 07 movie, they put out 1 billion Starscreams. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, uh that definitely is a thing that's happened to me. Hope that that answered your question, Rekgar. Old timers. There was a Seth there we had some old timers over at at TFcon DC. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, you know who came down who I hadn't seen in years? Uh, who? Bima. Oh, what? Yeah. Bima. I who, didn't know she was there. Yeah, she came I I found out about it like right before it, like I think Aaron mentioned it once uh when we finished recording the last podcast and I was like, "What?" Uh, she was down there. She was uh volunteering. She was staying with uh with Colin and and Ron Razorwire, Ren. Um, and I I had a on Saturday night, I was hanging out uh, in the lobby with with Colin Super Underscore Megatron and uh, and one Tony Underscore Bacala and Bima and I, I was have I was like having actual nostalgia for the early mid aughts bot cons and it made me a little misty eyed when I talked about it at the podcast panel the next day. Cool. That's right. Did she bring more of that menthol vodka? No, no, I didn't. The first thing I I was like, that popped into my head, and I was like, it would suck to see someone after this long. And the first thing I go, like, so did you bring booze? Yeah. (laughs) Did you bring that weird booze that we all think is weird? It's still weird. Yeah, I
1: haven't talked to her in a long time. Like, the last, I kind of fell out of touch with her not long after, like, uh, the economy was really blowing up in Iceland.
0: Yeah, it sounds and like it still kind of sucks. Com-
1: yeah, one of the last conversations I had with her, they, uh, it was getting close to Christmas. It's when things were really getting crazy, and there were protesters outside, like, their parliament building, and then they tore down, like, the state Christmas tree to use as firewood yep. for their protest, and then she was like, you know, it's not that far away. I'm thinking I should go, and I was like, Yeah. Like, why don't you go? You don't have to sit here and talk to me on, aim, yeah. Like, get, get to get your country squared away.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she lost her
1: job during that whole thing.
0: Yeah, uh, she's she's still on Facebook. For those who don't, who probably don't know, uh, if, yeah, if, but if you're she listening. tweets in
1: Icelandic a lot.
0: <laughs> it's true. Um, I get the, Facebook
1: figured out what my email was, and now I get Facebook emails. Yeah. And every now and then, I'll be like, hey. Bima posted something on Facebook. Why don't you check it out? I'm like, yeah, I'm interested in what's going on, and then I click it, and it's just it's like a picture of like a sunset, and then a bunch of text in Icelandic, and I'm like, I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, you know, she seems to be doing okay, so that's good.
0: Yeah, and if, you know, if anyone, if anyone's been in the fandom long enough, she used to go by uh, Tricky Disco on the boards, mm-hmm. and uh, she was part of our our old Botcon crew, the one that spawned the initial idea for this podcast back when it was you talking to uh was it colin was that was that yeah. bachano five or, 06?
1: Seven. Seven or seven. Was, that was the
0: first one i went to
1: and the right. only time i've ever been around bim in real life
0: yeah um she was on one of the prototype recordings that as far as i know those recordings don't at exist anymore one yeah, yeah she was on at least one maybe it was more than one I think maybe she was on more than one. I think I feel like she mentioned that way, way, way back when that was happening. Yeah. But it was really cool to see like to see her and hang out with her and, and you know uh, Tony underscore and super underscore and razor wire. Uh and we were all like, Man, where's Al? All right, Al was just in Japan with a bunch of people having a really good time. Never yeah. mind, screw that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I started seeing all these
1: pictures from Japan. And I was like, nobody asked me if I wanted to go. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they all had... I know who my friends aren't anymore. I hope they all had some <laughs> real nasty sushi. Yeah. Um hope they all got some crazy diarrhea at the robot restaurant. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh but yeah it was there was a really good vibe at TFCon DC this year and the the venue I feel like I should I should mention a little bit since I was just there the venue was excellent uh the is actually the hotel convention center was actually a little bit too small uh for the crowds but the surrounding area was like this little metro town center just stuffed full of restaurants and not like brand restaurants but like you know pubs and and other type of stuff really good stuff uh there was a great sushi place that I went to with some folks on Sunday uh, and I really hope that Colin takes his convention back to, uh, the DC location at least once or twice. Cause that location was excellent in my opinion. Uh, yeah. it was just very, the, the rooms were just a little bit too small. The dealer room apparently on Saturday morning when it opened was like a human ocean. I actually skipped going in that early because I heard it was just too crowded for, for my tastes. Uh, but it was a cool show. The costume contest, which I, I missed, unfortunately. I saw some of the costumes. There were some friggin' excellent costumes. There's some really cool stuff in the art contest. Uh, and and I said this elsewhere. There was just this really good vibe. Uh, like, like I don't know how to really put it in concrete terms. Like, Toronto had a decent vibe, too. There was just something about this DC show where I just felt this incredibly good energy the whole time I was there. Uh, from the people who were there. It, it just felt great. Maybe that part of that is people kind of coming together with BotCon now ended, and this being a stateside show that was fairly big, I don't know, but uh, it felt really, really good, and uh, and I had a good time. Unfortunately, I then got sick as soon as I got home, which has not been as fun. Being sick ain't as fun. I've been, I had a whole lot of, I'm calling it throat muke, had a whole lot of throat muke, a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of that Horkin Green, as they say. A lot of that, a lot of that solid sniffle. <laughs> oh, I love that game. A lot, a lot of that Metal nose... Gear
1: solid sniffle. A lot of that nose gel. A lot of
0: that oh, face just for butter.
1: The... <laughs> wow. You're really enjoying that.
0: <laughs> but
1: just for the record, even if uh, those guys did ask if I wanted to go to Japan with them, uh, I probably wouldn't have been
0: able to. So it's fine. You but what, I'm still I could, jealous. I wouldn't have even if you asked me. Yeah. Because I, no, no, I got a message. I got a message from the future that says, don't. Yeah. No, there's just no way I could have afforded something like that right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it, what it, what that Japan trip that our friends did did do, Wow, well, that's a lot of dids, is... I really want to seriously consider a two-weeker to Japan next year because it's also been, like, nearly a decade since I was last there. And I was getting some real some real flashbacks looking at those photos. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there'll be more talk about TFCon. By the time you're listening to this, hopefully I've gotten those two panels slapped together. Uh, the panels went great. We had a lot of podcasters from a lot of podcasts and, uh, and I felt again, like a really good vibe when we were doing those panels. Um, in fact, the, the second one, we hit the 90 minute mark on such a good note. I forgot about doing audience Q and a and kind of just ended the panel. Uh, all those partly else. Cause we'd gone on for 90 minutes and I didn't want to keep the AV team guy, like, you know, sitting there. Um, but it just felt like a really good spot. It felt, it felt great. We had some raffle prizes. I raffled off a box of granola bars. Um, also, uh WTF and TFW correspondent, uh botcon correspondent, Joe Ichabod was there, as as was his dad. And his dad was super cool. Uh Oh. That's not him and that's not his dad. Hopefully the, whoever that's for is okay. But uh yeah, had a good time. I'm rambling now. Seth, should we go hey. on to what we got this week? Yeah, why don't we I'm starting to feel the grips of the. Si- I'm I'm doing all right, but I think I think this is a good time for what we got this week. I can f- I can feel the crash starting to happen. Uh, so Seth, my first question to you is: Did you get anything on topic this week?
1: I'm afraid not. Oh no! We're trying to go through these pictures to make sure, but no, I don't think it. I saw the sound wave uh, Christmas ornament at Hallmark though. Oh, like the G1 style one. Yeah, it's G1-style uh, Soundwave. It was pretty cool looking.
0: I've never seen those ornaments in person, and I think it's been, like, what, at least a year or two since they started doing those? Yeah. Yeah,
1: they've done a, a handful. Um, I have a Megatron that they did years ago that was just effectively the uh, Revoltech Megatron, just yeah. with, no, with no articulation, and a, the whole added to the back of his head to put a hook through um i didn't get the sound wave because um my girlfriend's whole jam is christmas decorating and she does theme trees so there's no room on a tree that for ornaments that don't fit the specific theme and uh there's no transformer tree so
0: (laughs) i didn't bother buying it
1: We might have as many as three
0: Christmas trees in the house this year. That's a hole in the merchandise. Why is the (laughs) what's up franchise? Where's the Transformers Christmas tree? They already make trees that transform into, you know, rolled up trees to put in the closet. Let's put a twist on that.
1: Well, if she does one of her Japanese trees, I could maybe try to argue that it's a Japanese toy design. It's a
0: diaclone tree?
1: Well, it's just like japanese themed ornament The microman tree yeah it could be
0: yeah if i play my cards right microman tree it's a little tree with a lot of heart uh well i'm not gonna go through my whole my whole haul in one go i just wanted to grab one that i thought would be fun to talk about this on topic even though it's third party um I pasted a link. I got the last two. One of The last the last member of the unofficial TFC Poseidon that I need is on the way because I got it during a flash sale on eBay. But I got the last two members I didn't already have secured at TFCon. One of them was Big Bite, who's not as exciting to talk about. The other one was Thousand Kills, who uh, was delayed for a while. Whoa. This is the their version of Tentakill. I've linked you in our little Zencaster chat to the TF Source page because it's easiest. Uh, so the thing about this toy that's kind of cool is that he's got eight tentacles that are all heavily jointed. Uh, and he's also got a great expression on his face in his sea monster mode. Like one eye's a little squinty with his mouth and a sneer. And that that whole black mask section with the upper set of teeth can slide up and down to make him look like he's going like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, and then the, the tentacles, they're huge uh and then the thing about them is in in like leg mode and weapon mode they're designed so you can actually pull them apart in segments and the instructions are like oh pull two segments off each one to shorten them up a bit so they'll fold up better for leg mode and gun mode uh i actually pulled off two segments on all of them and i just think they look better like it's cool when they're huge but they're a little unwieldy in how huge they are in his robot and beast mode and like i don't think it looks bad But I'm really into how they look when they're all shortened by two segments. And then I'm thinking, like, I'll add the segments back when I want to have him doing crazier poses. Or, like, I'll add all the segments to one tentacle if I want him to be, like, stretching out to reach for something. Uh, It's a great figure. And all it comes with related to the combiner is this big, like, assembly of parts that can disassemble into some leg chunk enhancements for the combined mode. Or they can just turn into a giant pistol for the combined mode. Uh, or they turn into a weapon stand for this guy's gun mode. Like, this figure is actually worth looking at as a standalone purchase, I think. Uh, because it's Hmm. it's super fun. You don't get a superfluous hand or foot with him. You just get this big hunk of parts that have, like, random teeth on them. Uh, that you can use as a stand for the guy. And the tentacles are really well executed. The only problem is, and this is the thing that's across the board for these TFC Poseidon guys, the instructions are actively terrible. hmm uh, they leave out steps, they're not printed in good contrast, the pictures are tiny, the pictures sometimes like leave out or skip steps, and then sometimes one picture will say, put things like this, and in the next picture, they put it differently. Uh, so there's a lot of functionality in these toys, but the instructions are terrible, so you have to be ready to really mess around and to not worry about whether you're doing the thing 100% right because uh, you can still get him looking really good. I love I love the transformation. It's actually straightforward once you figure out where things go. It's just like those instructions are a great case made for why don't you just not print them and make the toy cost maybe a, a dollar or two less and save us all the trouble, because these instructions suck. Uh, But yeah, I like the figure, and I'm looking forward to getting Cyberjaw, the last member, uh, in hopefully at the end of this week so I can... See what a combined Poseidon looks like in person, I really like this team they're uh they're just they're stuffed full of function and uh you know maybe thanks to the instructions sucking, there's also so much like solid tweakability for like you know how you want all of the different modes to look uh also tentacles tentacles are fun, Seth, do you think tentacles are fun? They can be hmm as long as they don't get carried away, yeah. You know, just have be humble. Be humble with your tentacles. Uh also this guy, he has eight tentacles, but also two legs in his beast mode, Ooh. making him a decapus. <laughs> I've been accused of being being that. Yeah, I know, me too. You know what? Own it. You can be as cool as thousand kills. It's also my favorite that's one of my favorite third party names in a while, because the guy's name was TentaKill. <laughs> And it's like, how do we make him cooler? I don't know. Change the 10 to 1,000. This guy killed a whole lot more since you last talked to him. I was thinking about
1: Quadruple U a few days ago. Speaking Mm -hmm. of cool third-party names.
0: Ah, That's still one of the best ones. I I love the codes in all those Function X toys. It's like every name is a code. Up until Crocs, anyway. That guy's name kind of (laughs) sucked. But then they had Browning, too. Which was like we need highbrow. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it kind of works if we have Browning. If we add I to the end, then we have enough for highbrow. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all the on-topic stuff I'm going to talk about for now. Uh, Seth, uh, did you do anything off-topic? Oh, just something I was reminded of. Um, did you see the Genji Figma? I did. I saw that Good Smile announced it with the quote of "I need healing."
1: <laughs> I didn't catch that. I just saw a picture of it from like one of the guys tweeting from from the New York thing.
0: Yeah, oh, I also like that there was a tweet going around of just pictures of the figures butt saying it's a good thing that they got the important part done right. <laughs> Does have a nice butt.
1: Yeah. Um so off topic I went to a convention uh, the other weekend ago. Oh! Uh, Santa Rosa Toy Con. Hey! I think the fifth? I've only missed one. Um, this year's big guests were Walter Kiong and uh, um, Nicole Nichols. I got her name right, right? Uhura. Uhura and Chekhov were the main guests. I think that's her name.
0: How you pronounce it? Yeah, I feel real bad if I got it wrong. Um I feel bad that I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not to Star Trek, but I feel like those are names I should probably know by now.
1: Yeah. Well Walter Kyung was also in um Babylon five.
0: Oh yeah, and Investor.
1: Yeah. Oh he was so good in Babylon Five. Yeah. Um boy he is a tiny little old dude. <laughs> Man, he's tiny. <laughs> um they both have big long lines for autographs, as you could imagine. Um, you're famous or something so yeah that show's just getting better every year i think um as far as the vendors go um like the first two years i went it was just like it was pretty much nothing but 90s toys which if that's what you're into then you would have been super stoked but it's what i'm super not into like I am not looking for old McFarlane spawn figures. And that's pretty much all they had. Um, there's one holdout that sells nothing but old next generation Star Trek toys.
0: That's an He's okay there holdout. That's, that, that's there a good year.
1: holdout. Yeah. And he wears his little old school, original Star Trek, uh, Federation outfit. And he sits in his booth and, uh, I happened to be near his booth this year when a dude dressed as an old school original series Klingon walked by and stopped and went, "Ah, Federation!
0: That's excellent. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so cool." If I was standing there, that happened, I'd do a freaking backflip. That's the best thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And he was like original style. Klingon too like he, he wasn't like one of these newfangled Klingons from Discovery that everyone seems to hate
0: <laughs> he's got like just a full-on like the big mustache yeah oh man this is great if he's, he's not even he just saw the Star Trek I just walked over <laughs> mm-hmm. that's great that it's da federation
1: <laughs> <laughs> well then I think he made some ve- veiled threat and then was like ha ha, ha well Matt
0: ha ha <laughs> Like, man, being in character as a Klingon just seems like it would be the most fun thing ever. You just walk around being loud and surly at people, then start laughing and give them a hug and say you're blood brothers and walk away.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you can get away with anything if you're a Klingon.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Of the handful of cosplayers I saw, he was the most. Um, Like, there's always, like, a gang of, like, the, the youngster cosplayers and half of them seem to be
0: homestuck characters still like they're not letting it go um homestuck passed i i remember okay homestuck passed me by and every time i've ever brought it up with people who know it they ref- they're just like no don't just just leave it just leave it alone i know
1: the only thing i know about it is apparently is really popular with a certain set and then everybody else hates it
0: yeah I, guess, <laughs> I have no idea
1: There was one year I'm walking through and then I hear like some teenage girl yell, all my homestuck gather. And like at least 20 teenagers all swarmed into a giant mass. (laughs) That
0: that also seems kind of (laughs) cool. Like if there was a crisis and you could just summon all the homestuck. (laughs) I also Um, I'll throw in here when I say no one tells me what it is. I admit I also am not looking, excuse me, not looking it up. And that's on me. I just it keeps it keeps coming into mind when someone else mentions it, and I start yelling at them to tell me, and they don't want to. Or you know what? I think maybe someone did, and I forgot, and maybe that's why they stopped telling me because <laughs> I keep forgetting.
1: Um. Yeah. So. Um. The oh, their their artist row is getting huge too. They got oh, a bunch awesome. of uh, local comic book people, and a lot of it is, like, small self-published comics that I've never heard of. Yeah. But it's like, well, that's neat. They got a table, and there they are.
0: That, could, that um, kind of stuff can be the backbone of a show. I'm I'm happy if any show, yeah. like, leans into that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty big. And then, I don't know if you saw the pictures I was tweeting, but um, this local guy had a booth, huge booth, against the back wall. Um, this guy builds like prop replica stuff, including a life-size Ed 209, which I had seen before in person. Um, this local hobby store had it on display for a little while. Um, and then that they had it there at the show is bad ace. And he had like this whole like section of his wall that was all, um, warhammer 40k weapons oh wow so there was a bolt pistol a bolter a heavy bolter um three chain swords uh only one was on the wall the other two were on the table nearby um there was a lay's pistol um uh there's a space marine helmet a whole bunch of uh halo helmets um some star wars helmets like this this dude does really good work. Um, I think
0: I think this the Space Marine bolter. If I could have one forty k weapon, it would be either that or the chain sword. Yeah, like I was like,
1: I don't, are they selling stuff? And my girlfriend's like, "What are you thinking about?" I'm like, "Look at that chain sword. That would look so cool behind the bar next to the." Next to the X-Arcade cabinet? Yeah. She's like, you're not getting that.
0: No, you you <laughs> like, gotta throw in also. I don't even know if they're selling it. But Na- neighbors saw- start something, you come out with a frigging chain sword. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to work even. You will scare half your neighbors off if they start stuff, if you have a chainsword in the middle of the night.
1: Especially if it made chainsaw noises. Yeah. Or
0: even <laughs> <like> if, <laughs> if, the, if the outside, like, maybe it doesn't really really work, but if it just vibrates in a way that makes it look like it's moving. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just well like, if it's in the dark and then no one knows what's going on it's, yeah, like, it's like
0: cut out that noise <laughs> like is that a chainsaw i don't know it looks like a sword oh god <laughs> do what he wants
1: yeah but then i overheard somebody else asking um because he had like a bunch of people helping him out because you know he's one guy um somebody else asking if they were selling stuff oh they had the pistol from halo i was like oh man i would get that pistol because the pistol is like the most badass weapon in all of halo
0: that's yeah that's the Um, thunker as we hit people in the head with
1: well like combat evolved pistol like i was i got i played so much halo combat evolved i had no trouble taking out um damn now i forget what those big big guys are called brutes no not the brutes The pre-brutes the 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 ones that are the big armored guys.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um,
1: damn it. The name, it starts with a J, I think. Anyway. Oh, I'm not going to um, remember that. <laughs> so they had the, like, the weak spot on their backs. Yeah. And I had no trouble taking those things down with the pistol. Because oh, I got really good at dodging their, their rushes. and. Those were juggernauts, weren't they? Juggernauts. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I remember um, the weak spot on I the back. I thought it started with a J. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the pistol's awesome. And... uh But so, anyway, I overheard somebody else asking, like, one of the the helpers, if uh, they were selling stuff. And and he goes, you know, not really. I mean, he wrote this book, and there's directions on how to make your own stuff in the book. Um, He goes, he will sell some things, depending on copyright and stuff. Like, he goes, like, Microsoft's always been really cool about people selling uh, Halo co- cosplay helmets and, and armor. Mm-hmm. So, every now and then he'll sell, like, Halo stuff, but, uh... Oh, because, I... Not really. They I, don't, they I don't bet, really sell Halos. See, I bet they Game Workshop really is stuff. terrible about that. Oh, I would imagine. Oh. they 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 don't like other people having fun. Yeah. You're only allowed to have fun the way we tell you to have fun. <laughs> um... Yeah, but they had tons of stuff. Like um what was that game? That like space horror game? Space Hulk? Was real...
0: No, oh, no, uh, Dead Space. Video game. Dead De-
1: Space? Dead Space. The that's the one with the main character was Isaac, right?
0: Yep, with the cool like the vents all across the face.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that he had a uh, Isaac helmet that lit up. And one of them helmets. Yeah. That was that booth was awesome. <laughs> um, and all you could really do is look at awesome stuff. Um, but anyway, so, like, last year, um, I went hunting, like, the uh, 200X era He-Man stuff. And all I found were, like, those unarticulated clawful statues. Yeah. Um, this year, I found a bunch. <laughs> um, I saw a lot of 200X He-Man this year um and unfortunately i wasn't hunting for it anymore so (laughs) um it was like oh here it all is a year too late um but i did get a few things there i i i got four things and that's i got more this year with four things than i have in like the other three years i've gone put together um because i missed the one year um, there's been years where I went and didn't buy anything for myself. It's, it sounds um, like it's hitting the stride just in general. Yeah, it's just it's getting better. And prices are pretty reasonable at most of the boost. Like, like you you could go to like say a BotCon, and there'll be a vendor that has like the newest figures out and they're charging like twice as much because like, well, we know you're excited and you haven't seen this. Yet out in the wild, but we got it, so we're gonna to try to milk you. Um, like, there's people who had brand new Marvel Legends that I haven't seen in stores yet, brand new Star Wars figures I hadn't seen in stores yet, but they were only like two to five dollars more than regular price um, if they were over regular price to begin with. So, you know, people weren't, they're, they're not being crazy with the pricing at this thing. Um, oh, one booth had a. Uh, I, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about what we would wish for. There hmm. was a, uh, a inbox
0: jet fire <clears throat> at one booth. Like, I didn't uh, even bother asking. Oh, I, was gonna say, like, I actually was asking <laughs> prices in the TFCON dealer room just to know. Like There was a guy who had um, not Raiden, uh, but it was the Raiden train bots, but the pre Transformers oh version of them. It's like the individually boxed like before Transformers version of them. Yeah. And uh he said they were, they were only missing, I think, two pieces of paperwork, like two manuals. Uh and wow. it was eleven hundred bucks for the six. <laughs> <clears throat> and I was yeah. like I was telling him like I cannot afford that, but I'm super glad to know that price, because I've always wondered. I was wondering where they're at right now. Yeah. Um so anyway, into what I got.
1: Um hmm. So I got a Skeletor, um, from that line Mattel did, where it was like the the old school style figure on an old school style um, card, but in a box.
0: Oh yeah, those those like reissues they did.
1: Yeah, so uh, I got one of those off a of dude. Um, I got. Um, spider-man homecoming homemade costume spider-man i've been looking for that i was really tempted one one table had um the complete vulture from that line because the build the figure is vulture's wings yeah uh but they wanted 80 bucks for it oh it was a little steeper than i was hoping
0: i'd say so, i'd say it's 60 if i was really into that i'd be tempted but 80 yeah. like just a bit yeah
1: um so now i have a chunk of wing because i got the hey! spider-man but like the the one thing from that wave i definitely wanted to get was the spider-man and then i figured well here it is it's a couple bucks more than if i found it at target or something but Target's been so awful at stalking legends recently like there's still legends figures from waves the last of uh, from last year at, at all three of the the nearby targets um it's ridiculous they need to get rid of them and get the new ones um uh then from the same guy got one of the fortieth anniversary star wars jawas because I wanted at least two Jawas, so now I have two Jawas.
0: Yeah, they always operate in pairs. Um,
1: at least, I'd like to get three Jawas eventually. Mm. And then, um, Super
0: Seven had a table. Oh man, I like. I don't want to order any of their stuff. I'm not into it enough to like order it and pre-order <laughs> stuff. But if they had a table, I think they I had would. A table that would make me spend some dumb money because I really like the stuff they're doing.
1: Yeah, they didn't have a ton of stuff at their table. Um, they had some like big um, alien xenomorphs. Yeah, um, they had a bunch of their little like n- muscle figures, and then they had the their new He-Man figures, like mm-hmm. the ultimate ultimate uh, He-Man Skeletor, Tila Ram Man, and Faker was sold out by the time I got there the Dude said we only had a very small number of fakers and they're corn. Um, so these things had sold out in like pre order, yeah. Um, so what they had were returns, um, and they were selling them at, at the original price 35 bucks. Um, so the so I got Ram Man because I had already gotten. Uh, he-man and skeletor through big bad so you know i've already paid extra for him <laughs> um now i kind of wish i just got tila while while i was there um i was expecting them to be more yeah um so when the dude was like 35 please i was like oh well, hell yeah
0: yeah that's that's but where then, i would like run to an atm i'd be like hey i'll be right back
1: <laughs> well i had
0: the cash on me i yeah. just
1: for some reason I was just limiting myself because I'm not that big time of a He-Man fan. Um but I I'm a big Skeletor fan. I really like Skeletor. And I I'm still bummed that I missed out on the Filmation Skeletor figure.
0: Yeah, I, and I, I I'm was not so paying sure
1: $100 for it eBay. F-U. I,
0: I, I was so sure <laughs> that the Filmation Skeletor would be one of those ones that would just be around, you know, in perpetuity, but then all that stuff happened. Yeah, well, a lot of those filmation
1: figures I'm seeing um, available for reasonable prices, but like Skeletor, like on eBay, is like at least a hundred bucks. Yeah. It seems, and it's like great, or I could get Clawful for free. Yeah, nobody wants Clawful. <laughs> um, uh, so the those figures are on on a card, but they come in like this brown box so when i said i'll take a Ram Man, please the guy started opening Ram Man's boxes to and i thought he was just making sure the figure was in it but he kept like opening a box and then go eh, and then putting it down and then grabbing another box and looking at it and going eh, and then putting it down and then he picks up a third one and he goes and he looks at it and then he pulls it out and he looks at it and then he puts it back in and goes here you go I'm like, just out of curiosity, what was wrong with those other ones that you rejected? And he goes, well, these are all returned, so there's something wrong with them in one way or another, and those two, the bubble had separated from the card. And I was like, oh, well, if it was like $5 less, I'd take one of those, because I'm going to open it anyway, <laughs> as, as long as the thing isn't damaged. So when I got it home, I took it out of the box.
0: I don't know what why this thing was returned i couldn't find anything wrong with it i was gonna ask you because like especially if super seven were okay to sell them again i gotta imagine that's like those were probably from mint on card collectors i know there's there's a big they're not big but there's a decent chunk of he-man collectors who want mint on card copies
1: yeah but yeah so i don't know why this one the one i ended up with i don't know why it was returned but it seemed fine to me I'm sure there was some flaw or something in it that I just didn't notice that, scuff, that caused it to scuff be rejected.
0: On the, scuff on the bubble. Yeah, I like guess. The bottom I side.
1: It's, I thought it was fine. And then I kind of wish that I hadn't gotten the Human and Skeletor from Big Bag because I would have gotten a lot cheaper from them. But, yeah. you know, I didn't know that I didn't know that they were going to be at Santa Rosa Toy Con and I didn't expect them to bring these things. I yeah, thought it was just going to be like, here's our little pink muscle figures. <laughs>
0: like like that's what I mean is like I don't I don't really want to go out of my way to order all the their He-Man stuff like online, but like if if I found their friggin table and they're like, "Yeah, 35. We got a whole bunch." I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll be right back. Let me just go get enough money for one of each and then I'll sort it out later." <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, then I asked the guy, I'm like, "So are they going to do more more of these?" And he goes, "Well, we're definitely doing more He-Man." And I'm like, yeah, but what about ultimates? And he was like, uh, I can't really talk about that right now. I'm like, you, you guys got to do uh, trap jaw, ultimate trap jaw. There's a lot of different hits you can do for a trap jaw. He goes, You, you want to see an ultimate trap jaw? He goes, we're, we're doing a classics trap jaw. We did the filmation trap jaw. I'm like, ah, maybe, maybe you do one of these ultimate trap jaws. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm way more into the bad guys. From He-Man um, But just Ram Man I always liked Ram Man because he had Such a different shaped body
0: Yeah and it was a really else. Really well done classics figure too Like That's one of those ones I I Dumbly was like well they keep showing up for 45 bucks at Silver I'm sure I could just do that But of course Ram Man was a different story Yeah um, I don't know what the Face sculpt <clears throat> is on the classics but the face sculpt, sculpt
1: on the ultimate Ram Man is Tremendous yeah he looks like a dude that's had a few too many concussions.
0: <laughs> he, look, he looks like a guy who pile drives himself headfirst into large objects. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of,
1: like, some Jack Kirby art. Oh, Like, when he would yeah. draw an ugly person. Like, yeah, like... A, like, Jack Kirby ugly man face. Like, square head um, and, like... Yeah, and just, like, weird lips and just droopy contours and... Um, yeah, and man, it weighs a ton. It's so heavy. Yeah, like I picked up the package they had on display, and I was like, "Holy crap, this thing's heavy!" I'm like, "Wow," and I was just impressed. And so I was like, ah, okay. "I didn't grab it right away." Like we we walked, we did a lap and a half of the dealer room, and then we were getting close to to where their booth was again. I'm like, ah, just, and at the time I didn't know what the prices were, and I I was expecting them to be more um I'm like, I'm just gonna go for that RAM, man. And my girlfriend's like, all right, I'll go for it. And then he's like, 35 bucks. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and then the next day I was like, Why didn't I just get the Tila? Cause damn it. <laughs> uh. I'm like, whatever. She's not one of the bad guys, she's just a lady. She's not like a cool monster dude. <laughs> um and then, um, so that's all the, the Santa Rosa Toy-Con stuff I got. But then uh, in the mail, I got um, the uh, Star Wars Black series Landspeeder. Or did I talk about that? Oh, I talked you talked about, about that Didn't yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Never mind. I talked about that last time. As yeah. I was saying it, all of a sudden I was like, wait. I talked about the engine not having the rotating thing. Never
0: yeah, mind. I remember we talked about it because I saw pictures of the Ray and her flying fr- refrigerator, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's what it looks like. That's neat. Um, but Yeah, we did talk about that one. Okay, so that
1: is my on topic, then. You're off topic. I have, some, I have some Ghostbusters coming. They didn't make it. Um, Big Bad had all four of the real Ghostbusters Ooh. from Mattel for 50% off. Oh, I saw that. In the, I saw that sale. Yeah, so I was like, you know, I've been wanting to get the like figures of the Ghostbusters for a while, and at fifty percent off, all right. Yeah, and then they they have the Lady Ghostbusters super cheap, but I don't care about them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that sale, and that was one of those things where I was like, some years ago I would have just jumped on this. Back when I was also like more into like jumping on NECA stuff, and I'm like, well, now I know that like. I would think it's neat to have Ghostbusters, but then I would have four Ghostbusters not doing anything with the nature of how my collection's going. Yeah. Uh They'll, they'll look all
1: right in my display cabinet.
0: Yeah, they're six-inch scale. Should they
1: get rotated in. Yeah, and that's... Like, I have a whole shelf that just crammed with six-inch dudes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but messing with this Ultimate Skeletor um, made me really... Really wish I had a six-inch Cobra Commander, Destro, and Baroness.
0: Yeah. I I hope that that has a place to exist in the next couple of years. I feel like there's a chance. Yeah. I'm not going to expect it, but I feel like the next couple of years, at least as a final nostalgia pull, that's going to be like where that kind of thing happens.
1: Just... I would really want those three over everything else. Yeah. Um, then there's like another <clears> tier <throat> of characters that I'd be totally down for. But just like a and like the, the reflective mask Cobra commander, not hooded Cobra. commander. Hood a hood head could come as an extra.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but a hood head never but I want looks original as good. On ass,
1: that. Yeah. I want original ass style, Cobra commander, baroness, and Destro.
0: Yeah that's what i want i agree uh anything else on your end you want to want to hit up um i think that's that's it.
1: i can't think of much
0: all right that seems like a place to close this one up for now so uh thank you for joining me at uh fairly late notice seth and uh also, thank you all to the listeners for putting up with my literally forgetting to edit an episode before going to TFCon and realizing it during one of the TFCon panels. Uh, we are working on getting caught back up. That was that was a uh, faux pas on my part. Uh, so stay tuned. We're going to have some more, probably some more New York Comic Con talk and also some more TFCon hall talk and etc. Uh, and some more listener questions. This is, this is, news dropped again, but it, it can't keep dropping. That's impossible. So we're gonna we're gonna have another lister question full episode sooner than later, hopefully. Uh, but until then, we'll talk to you later. So stay tuned, stay safe, stay happy if you can, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye.